0: listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio.
1: And good day, everybody. Afternoon, evening, wherever you happen to be listening to this. Welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. I'm Matt. With me are Joe and Jake. Uh, Jake, how have you been lately?
0: I have been very well. Thank you for asking. How have you been, Matt? You Great. never tell us how you are.
1: I, well, I'm probably not as warm as you are. I mean, it's, it's really nice up here. We've Man, for the Pacific Northwest to be midway through June or most of the way through June, but to say that we've had about two solid months of good weather is really rare at this point of the year. So I can't complain, but uh, I will anyway for something at least, right? But
0: Well, the Florida's already got the usual July humidity in June, which is not good. So it's been outrageously humid lately. Uh, any
1: sideways rain?
0: Uh, no, that doesn't start until August, actually.
1: I think we got some at the uh West Palm shows years past in Ju- in July, right?
0: Yeah, that was late July. That was that was like July thirty first. I think that was twenty ten, that wasn't that bad though. So I don't really it off a little
1: bit. I'm not really caring about this conversation, but I'm only doing it a little bit more because I can see how Ansie Joe is over there just waiting for us to throw <laughs> it his way. So of course, the weather is going to be a little bit more interesting. So, okay, the big news of the week, everybody. I was just listening the, there. It's like, no, uh, hey, hey, wait, wait, hey, hold on. The big a nice news. Conversation over there. Joe M. went to two more shows, if you can believe it. So uh, he went to Deer Creek, right, right? So, um, Joe, we'll, we will ask you some questions about it, Joe, but right off the bat, give us your first impressions. So, wait a minute, how are you? How are you doing?
2: Oh wow! I oh, geez, I am part of this podcast. Who knew? Who knew? Um, I'm good. Um, I'm a little. I'm a little beat down by the um, USA Portugal game, um, um, but I am confident for tomorrow. Um, today's Wednesday. We're recording this. Confident for tomorrow. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I'm glad we're doing the podcast. I don't know. Everybody knows how close it was that this podcast didn't come together this week. So I'm um, glad to be here.
1: Yeah, well, it, that happens more weeks probably than than, yeah, than not. Pretty
0: <laughs> much every week.
1: There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something about scheduling that we are not a fan of. But we are also recording this in the middle of a show. I think that's the first time we've done that. Um, just so happens that there's a show tonight in Clarkson, <laughs> Michigan um, at the, what call it, the theater DTE, okay.
0: Yeah, and, and if you really want to know exactly when we're recording this, uh, Ant's Marching got played about five minutes ago according to the real-time set list. So just sort of...
2: So those of you that were at the show, you could know exactly what we were doing while you were at the show. Because you're dying to know.
1: Yeah. Uh, To that point, they're playing, they played Typical Situation tonight,
0: which is Jake's favorite song. And it's, it's. it's... Actually, I would, I would love to hear that acoustically. I absolutely would love to hear it acoustically. I bet that sounded fantastic. Really, really high on my list of songs I want to hear. I think if we could do statistical, you know, analysis right now
1: to find the song that, Jake considers overplayed that's played the least. I think uh I think typical would probably win that, right? I mean, how could you be sick of a song that never gets
0: played? I don't know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, but I want to hear it acoustically. That's for sure. <laughs>
3: I'm, they also...
0: v- I'm I'm very complex in my theories on typical situation, obviously.
2: Yeah, you're layered all right. So, <laughs> Joe, uh what would you well, give us your impression about about the shows? Um, well, I had a great time. I mean, that, that that's anything, but um, I don't know, on a night 1, um, was band was really into it. Started off with beach ball, which is just a complete slap in the face. Awesome start, which I was really happy with. And um, also, you know, what would you say? Just love that. Love that acoustically. Now they're playing it a lot, but I will. I will take that every time. Um, I love what it sounds like. The little improv jam before they did uh, two step. I I haven't got a chance to re listen to it, but I loved it. It was like the most perfect little improv you could play for an acoustic set. It was really, really. Carter hitting on the um, the um, the Congo just like banging on them and having fun, and the rest of the band just kind of going with them and getting some kind of repetitiveness to it. It was I really liked. It, it was pretty jammy, um, so that was really good. They did it for. Couple minutes, which was a surprise too. Um, I got my good, good time, which I've been saying on the on the you know called it way before they played it. That's what I wanted to hear, and I wanted to hear it acoustic. I heard it electric, and I'll take it electric because uh, I'm a fan of it. So that was awesome. Shake me like a monkey. I think everybody knows how they kind of feel like that closing. Yeah, it is what it is. I got it, and kind of expected we might get something like that. So I wasn't as um, disappointed. But you know, overall, night one was pretty pretty stellar. Night two um, was like tour debut central, I mean, there was like five tour debuts, got Rye Whiskey, which was Dave solo to close the opening set, which is quite rare, rare I would think, for Dave to close solo. It was made for an interesting, awkward feel, and Dave actually commented, like, got you guys all riled up with Lionel Graves, where Boyd actually jumped out of his acoustic seat and started doing his thing on the stage, which and I don't think that's the first time that's happened, or at least, you know, he probably... Wasn't supposed to do that, but then he quieted it down with you know, the band left, and Dave just played, you know, Rye Whiskey Soul. So that's kind of an interesting way to come back down after the end of the set. And then also got you Know Why I Am.
1: You got um, six the, actually. Not to interrupt Joe, but if you want to count, uh, I need a word. That's six.
2: There you go. Okay, I need a word. Six. Um, you need a word. Um, the riff, and I think Everyday, and obviously Halloween, which was awesome. Getting the uh, ants. Um, Snare drum intro, and everyone was just like, are they, "Is this going to be like ants twice in one show?" And everyone's like, "You know, not. Don't think so. But that would be really weird. Kind of start with it and close the set with it. Um, but then obviously they went into, as everybody knows at this point, they went into Halloween, which place went um, crazy for. Did, and, you,
1: uh, did you right away pick up on the fact that they weren't going to play ants again? That something else was coming.
2: Um, here's exactly my thought was ants. Okay, what is this going to go into? Was my first thought. Then my second thought was. Wait, would they do something weird with playing ants again? Was my second thought, and then I went—I should have just went with my first thought because then they went into Halloween. So, did anybody
0: actually start to say Halloween, and you jump up and tell them to be quiet, not to jinx it, because you have this theory that if something sounds like Halloween and you say Halloween, that they're not going to play it like you did in. 2010 in, in Charlottesville when I turned to you and
2: said they're gonna go into Halloween you said no no don't say it don't say it don't do don't do it that was that was the days of when Halloween was rare all right so um that's the I no I didn't do <laughs> okay, that follow
1: up yeah. question did you leave anybody in the, were you having a beer during every day and did you leave anybody <laughs> in the dust when you heard Halloween come on I <laughs> did not run for any song like if you were performing the- CPR on someone and Halloween came you they're they're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Gotta in two go.
2: thousand in two thousand and ten, maybe, and this year, um, I would not. I would give the person CPR.
0: Joe, I want to ask you a question about a specific song, Night Two. Yes. Did anyone realize what "I Need a Word" was while it was being played?
2: Uh, I, I didn't, and I didn't. I didn't get it until after the fact. Somebody in front of me said. Sesame Street and I had no idea I thought they were having a side conversation or something and then um I don't know at what point it clicked talking to somebody else later or at some point it clicked like oh that's the song that Dave did
3: how the on hell do Sesame you
2: recall Street. that I, and that's what I was just amazed I was amazed by that this person in front of me said Sesame Street unless it was just pure coincidence but they actually <laughs> recognized I need a word so that cheers to that uh, to that fan and according to what uh we've read
0: on the boards, Dave played it because apparently there was a kid somewhere near the rail getting railed with a Grover doll of some sort. And that's the rumor that Dave saw it and played it. So I mean if it I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go with that.
1: Mm. The the question I really want to know though is how do you pronounce the venue name? Uh Jake Go.
0: I pronounce it, it's it's spelled just so we're clear. K-L-I-P-S-C-H, and I pronounce it Deer Creek.
2: <laughs> and that's how I pronounce it, too. That's exactly what I was going to say. Come on, say. you got
1: to humor me here. I want to hear it. Okay. Deer Creek. Wow, this guy. <laughs> Klipsch, right? Klipsch. Yeah, but I don't know. For some reason, I struggle. Klipsch. Like, it does not come naturally at all.
2: Yeah, it's, a weird, it's a weird name. Klitsch. You almost got it. Keep, Keep Kl- trying. Clits. I I uh, first Clitz.
1: started saying the name <laughs> when uh, a friend of mine. It's actually a taper. I I built him a computer, and he was insistent that I get him some Klipsch computer audio speakers. Um, and I said okay, and that's the first. That was my first experience. But they've apparently snuck into uh, venue naming rights as well.
0: Klits Am I saying it right? Wow. Is that, is that it?
1: iTunes are probably going to flag this podcast now. Thank you thank you for that Jake.
3: <laughs> Back to the show. Yeah, so, so
2: it was it was a good, it was a good show. I mean Night um, like 2 was, you know, awesome. Um, actually I didn't uh, mention this but um, what song was this during? It Was during night 2 um it must have been it must have been Jimmy um dave actually walked off the stage which you know he sometimes walks to the side of the stage (laughs) he actually walked even he's sick of it (laughs) (laughs) he 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 actually i hope it was jimmy thing maybe i'm thinking of the wrong song but actually walked off the stage um and took his guitar off gave it to the tech and disappeared my best guess was he went to the bathroom or something or he went somewhere uh but normally you see him kind of just go to the side and hang out while you know everyone else is doing their solos but he actually took his guitar off and walked um walked kind of backstage area for a bit which I thought was kind of um kind of strange but yeah I thought of you guys when that happened cuz it was um Jimmy thing I knew you guys would get a kick out of that I believe but, I, got oh, a, I, w-
1: I got a salute tweet
2: from you on that too as well from the ants account which yes, I appreciate Yes of course yes
0: Was it uh, was it hot there was it humid
2: Yes it was very humid yep Yeah it, it, night one was the worst because it had just stormed literally right before um showtime and it had been I don't know what the temperature was it was like you know it uh, seemed like 90s um and so it was just really really humid night one night two wasn't as humid but it was still still excuse me pretty bad so jake you made a note that uh casually the show is you know well
1: well ranked overall well rated um but hardcore fans were not pleased at all with with night 2
0: yeah that's the uh that was the impression i got from reading the boards after the show, it's just a lot of people just going, oh, my God, I can't believe that's set. So repetitive. But the rating on it, if I could click the right button, which I just did, is – um, well, it's down now to about a 4.17. It was about a 4.4 most of the day after the show. Are you saying so night two or night one? Night – I'm on the wrong night. Night two
1: is 4.47 right now. Okay. Sorry. It's higher rated night. Than, than night two. But, yeah, I was on the wrong night. Right. Okay. But sorry about that. What's really funny, which is really interesting and, and will only serve to be, you know, all the more interesting when we flesh out more statistics for the show flow. While night two is, you know, almost a full half point higher rated than night one, the show flow <laughs> ratings, um, night one beats it by ten points. So, um, mm. yeah, it's really cool. So, the, so the songs had higher highs in night one than they did for night two. Night one night one is pretty good at the beginning, the middle of the show drops a bit. The end of the show is really good, and then of course that precipitous drop off for Shake Me Like a Monkey that, you know, you see every time it's played. Um whereas night two sits a little bit more average, but it's like it's like an EKG, man. It's it's just up down, up down, up down, up down, up down. It it's very there really doesn't seem to be any flow uh pardon my pun. But there was no real flow to that night too, according to the show flow rankings. It's just good, bad, good, bad, or or good. I don't know. I
2: mean, it's, it's all good after Spaceman. It's all good, except for people that didn't attend hated Jimmy. But people that did attend actually have Jimmy all the way up at 0. 0.52. That's so true. So after Spaceman, it just climbs, 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 climbs until, you know, Granny ta- ta- Granny and Gray Street pretty much tops out at So. Um, and Halloween, obviously, but, so. but there are know.
1: no like two songs in a row that
2: are spectacular. I would say the very end, not with and Burton. No, none of them are underneath the line. I mean, it's that's a pretty. I don't know. That's pretty impressive. The only
1: one underneath the line is, uh, on average, as a whole, is uh, Spaceman, yeah.
0: which I still don't get. Because I don't get that either. All I hear about people talk about how much they love Roy, and I mean, the song is freaking a biography of Roy. So I don't understand how you can say, Oh man, I miss Roy so much and you know, have your little avatar for your for ants be him and then say you hate Spaceman. Yeah, I, I
1: don't get it either. And I think Spaceman's one of the more unique sounds that the band has come out with since, you know, in the last ten, fifteen years. I just they they want to go with that kind of campy, you know. Um recently, you know, Dave's always talked about wanting to come up with a, a song that's really unique. I think Spaceman stands alone
0: with its vibe. I think it's great. Um and you know, I, re- I, don't, I don't know it if it's It reminds has- me I'm sorry to interrupt. It's all but, right. Uh, it reminds me a lot of a seventies song, sort of like that mid seventies kind of feel to it. That's the vibe I get. It's, it's from it.
1: It's chill it's chill and it's noodly without being I sound like some phony journalist here, like, without being meandering, right? It, it it's it's loose and laid back, without being just sloppy. And it's, there's still a direction and a drive to it, right? But but it just seems it's just such a relaxed song. I dig it.
2: I wish I wish Carter wouldn't play um, the drum solo that he does and tease you that could this be um, say goodbye or could this be cornbread or could this be. Spaceman, or could be these, you know, the handful of other ones. I wish he wouldn't do that for Spaceman.
0: Because all it does is make you hate Spaceman or Gravedigger when he when yep. it comes on and it's not say goodbye.
2: You got it. And
0: it's yep. just and it's not fair to either song. And and is a great song. Yes, it is. I and mean, just yep. you know, if you don't like Gravedigger, I don't know what the hell's wrong with it. Uh, yep.
1: What show was that, Joe? You and I were at a show where they did it was a he and Gravedigger or Gravedigger Ehe. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. That was that was, was back,
1: right? Yeah, it was like the first song was Gravedigger and I don't know, we were we grooving to it, and I think you said to me or I said to you, like, oh, man, it would, this would be awesome to follow up with Ehe." and they did. It, mm-hmm. e- Ehe is just such a nasty song. I, I love it. Uh, I thought the video was like a total rep- visual representation of that entire song. It was, it was a perfect
0: video, and I'm not a music video guy at all,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: but that was cool. Um, and, and that's another one that the hardcores hate, They just and, which I still don't get. I don't understand how anybody doesn't like I real I really don't get that one either, because I think that's a great song.
2: Yeah, but the a, I, I want to say that, like. that that I want to say that when that happened too, then they played like "Don't Drink the Water." Too it was like this crazy run of like really dark, um, kind of deep songs. Good energy. See, I,
0: I wish we had something like a tour central where we could actually look for at it. the show and figure out what it is. I can't it's better you.
2: if I. It's better if we just make up the set and say it happened than to really and find th- the show that did I it. think.
0: Right after that, that's when like uh, they had Gandhi come out and play the harp. Was that the one? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember that. That was awesome. Anybody and by dog
2: you mean yeah. by "gandhi"? You mean uh, Stanley Jordan?
3: <laughs> Was that seriously? Uh, well, Leave her alone, man! I can't
2: believe I've seen he, he eight times. <laughs> Interesting.
0: You have? I have. Uh, all right, now we got to play this little game that everybody loves, where we all click around and try to fill as we look at things. Oh, uh, it's killing me here. I don't know. This is this is bad. Let's just give up. Give up. Uh, ehe seven times cornbread oh and granny 12 each. That's a lot of cornbreads from 2007. That's it, that's almost too much cornbread. I'm almost it full. Was cornbread. it was Saturday? It was
1: night two of Cruzan in 2008. And it was Gravedigger, then ehe so much, anyone too much, Loverly Down Space Spaceman
0: Tees. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was that. Um, that was the first ants party. Um, oh God, if, it was. actually night, night two, that was night two. And that was where we all got done and said, wow, they played a uh, lover lay down tease. And cause somebody had a sign up and then it turned out, um, after we, after, um, big whiskey was released, we realized that was actually, it was spaceman, which, cause
2: the chords are very similar.
0: So, so how many times did you hear cornbread? Seven.
2: And how many times did you hear? Ee-hee?
0: No wait. Corn, cornbread 12, Ehe seven.
2: Okay.
1: I've seen cornbread 17 times.
2: I got I got cornbread forty four times
3: in e. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
2: And <in> Ee <laughs> twenty one times.
1: Don't worry, people. It's not like it's that high a ratio. He has seen about uh, six hundred shows. <laughs> <So> it's not <laughs> that much. Not as much as it sounds like. I oh seen my. I've seen Jimmy think twenty two times that tops under the table
0: in dreaming for me. That's wow. So, so add that up. If you say those are fifteen minutes apiece, right? Fifteen times thing. twenty-two is is according to my math a I, lot. I cannot get back those five or six hours.
1: They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. yeah. But oh, I'm I'm glad you. Uh, I'm. Uh, we're glad you liked the shows, Joe. You got anything else coming up? You. Uh...
2: Yeah, I'll be doing. I'll be doing the next. One, two, three, four shows, five, six, next six shows I'll be doing. Oh, my God.
0: Are you actually at the show right now? Are you in Michigan?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not.
0: Uh, I, have, I have two other questions uh, briefly about um, Deer Creek, though. I'd like to know what the reaction was for snow outside, and I'd also like to know what the fan reaction was for slip sliding away. According to your opinion,
2: scenario. Slip Sliding Away was actually got a really good cheer. And I, I thought to myself, is this, are these people that recognize Slip Sliding Away or are these people that heard the recordings or no Dave played it recently? Um, so, but that actually did get a pretty good reaction and people were kind of dancing to it. Snow outside. Um, I don't know people's reaction or I know my reaction because we kind of talked about it on last week's podcast and I said how um, I compared it to something I can't remember what, but it was pretty much the bottom of my barrel and um, I think they listened and they played it for me um, so my reaction was I think I started looking around um, and, uh, but I can't remember what the crowd did, what, what other people liked for that okay. I want I to th- I say it was the same reaction but I I'm, I'm, might be misspeaking
0: I just, I'm still a fan of that song. Uh, I would like to sh- hear it again, so I hope uh, it goes over well. That's essentially what I'm getting at with Snow Outside. And I love Slip Sliding Away. The song not actually sliding away from things. I have no opinion on the matter.
2: Fine. Either way, I don't care. Who invited this guy to the podcast? Yeah, I'm Jeez. sorry. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> not, like do it. not like we have opinions on this podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm not known as an opinionated guy, so... I'm gonna just gonna stick with that, stick with that persona. All right, well, that's a uh, that's our Deer Creek wrap up, wrap up with uh, Joe Mail from the Joe Mail Summer 2014 DMB JM Two Sets Tour. Um, when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Gorge, uh, some discussion threads, some more statistics, all that boring stuff you've come to love to hate. So, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Ants Podcast. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. I'm Matt. I'm here with Jake and Joe. We were going to start out talking about the Remember Two Things Vinyl, but then uh, I was reminded by Joe, thankfully, that we have not bashed Jimmy Thing enough. And as as chief Jimmy Thing basher here at Ants, uh, I'm always down for that. So, um, Jake, you had some additional thoughts about it?
0: Well, I was trying to find the tweet that I sent out the other day about, uh, I I'm, was going to s- exactly say what I said, but summing it up, it's something like since Dave announced that he that Jimmy thing was going to take a break, it's been played something like forty one times in seventy three shows, and that's um, seems to be a lot for a song that was allegedly going to take a break. Well, can you tell me about this break comment? Because I must have missed that um, last year. So that's twenty thirteen in Austin. Dave announced that he said something along the lines. I'm just paraphrasing. We play this song a lot. Maybe it's time to give it a break, but maybe one more time. Uh, And they played it, and it actually took a break for, I think, three shows. (laughs) And then it came back with a vengeance and was played 40 more times in the next 70-whatever shows, 65 shows, if you take away those, or 68 shows. I I think overall the fan base likes – oh, by the way, The Stone is back
1: but uh yeah i just saw that come up on dmb live nice nice the stone is back oh um that's good that's good news that's hot i i i just totally lost my train of thought too so oh no 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 okay um i think (laughs) so you're saying the stone's back overall people like jimmy thing i'm doing my best to bring down that average but i i think it still gets a good response at the at the shows live
0: I'm going to defend it even more, semi. Um, It still gets a pretty good reaction depending on the venue. Now, in Atlanta, I can tell you that the reaction was actually bad. Um, But when the crowd started singing it, people turned around and went back to their seats. So that worked. However, I think it depends a lot on the venue. And the truth of the matter is, it's still a good song. And it's just it, – it's, it's unfair that it really is just despised. But, I mean, we all despise it really because we're just sick of hearing it. And it's not fair. And I just wish so much that would pop up an acoustic set because I really think that would just completely change everybody around. I really do. And, and it hasn't popped up yet. And It's just – it's pissing me off that I, it hasn't popped in. I got like a
1: seven-and-a-half-minute version – at a SPAC show in the mid-2000s, and I was and this was well before I developed my current feelings on it, but still, um, I remember, I was, I've never been like in love with Jimmy. Oh, great, we're getting Jimmy. That's never been my thing, but I was happy that we got it, uh, or I, I was happy with the seven and a half minute performance. I did like it, so it's it doesn't need to drag on as long as it does, and it's coupled with that whole scat bullshit trend that Dave went through that just drives me crazy it does not make it a song and it's not exciting and it's all tied in with that whole let's just drop the f-bomb and the people go crazy kind of thing it doesn't necessarily mean it's creative or even good just because you want to into a microphone um and Jimmy thing was really the personification of that feeling and and it just it just really the representation of that and I just don't like it
0: and for me and and honestly like I've said before I was never really crazy about it to be honest with you, I had to be in a real mood for me for it. But the thing that killed it for me was when Butch was doing his little keys jam and going blah 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 into the microphone. Um that was just that put it over the top for me. I was just like, okay,
2: I can never hear this. I love yet. that part. Oh god. God, that I, was so much fun. I love Butch. Butch was great on that. Blah <laughs> blah
3: blah 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 blah
0: blah 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 it's just like either sing or don't <laughs> sing. Don't freaking hum.
2: Okay? I, I feel like it's got to be difficult to sing and play at this thing. That you're oh, yeah, because
0: nobody does it. I mean, freaking a blind guy oh, does wow. it, for God's sakes. How difficult could it be?
2: <laughs> for a solo?
0: It just – that was the thing that pushed it over the top. But to semi-defend it again, you know, everybody kind of gets a jam on it. It's got a, it's got a cool beat. It's – it's a fun song. It's just, it's just really freaking long, and I'm just so sick of hearing "sexy MF" at the end or hearing for what it's worth. And I actually like both those songs, but just, I, I just wish they'd kind of, if they're gonna play it electric, I just cycle through the outros or something. Come up with some new ones. Anything. Or just your,
3: your, or your, your official,
2: num- your official numbers were forty-one times out of seventy-three shows.
1: Is that what you said earlier? Tonight, I think you got that, Jake.
0: Is that what I said? Wow, the memory
1: is Great not recall. as bad as I thought it was. I'll it's tell not... you. Hey, listen, guys. 60 is the new 40. Don't worry.
0: I'll tell you, man. <laughs> Hang on. Let me move my walker out of the way.
1: <laughs> is that what your microphone's banging into usually?
0: Yes. Hang on, that,
3: was my, that was just my cane. Sorry about that.
1: Wow. That, you can tell that just sounds like that $7 Logitech boom mic that everyone knows what it looks like that came with your Dell Dimension back in 97. <sighs>
0: <laughs> but to defend Jimmy a little bit more look and we talked about this a little bit earlier it, the people at the show are, are rating it much higher than the people that aren't at the show and 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 I think that's going to continue and sometimes when you're when you're at a show where you go "Ah, hey, you know what I'm sick of Jimmy but this one's pretty good it, it's 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 sort of like the it's the theory with the congressman you know everybody hates congress but their congressman's not that bad that's it's sort of like the same thing with Jimmy thing. All Jimmy things suck except for the one I heard at the show I was at. That one's okay.
1: Yeah, well, you can count me out of that group. I won't even do that.
0: <laughs> well, okay, yes. But you you get you get what I'm saying. Okay.
1: So have we pile drive the song enough? I mean, what do you guys think?
0: I I think what all I'm saying is yes, we're all kind of sick of it. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're sick of it. But it's really not that bad of a song. They're either and sick yes, of the
1: song or sick of us talking about how we're sick of it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and but I'm, we I'm all wish. A yeah, but we all wish it would come in acoustically. Correct. Correct. <laughs> no. <laughs> correct? No.
1: Correct. No. Oh my I, god. I'm not an expert on Jimmy thing, but I play one in this podcast.
3: Well, okay. <laughs> on to
1: something a little more brighter. Okay, so uh, people have started receiving their Remember Two Things vinyls. I think what did it come out a couple weeks ago now
0: yeah it came out on the 17th of June so depending on when you're listening to this either a couple weeks or a couple years that was the night we last recorded our podcast so
1: I don't yeah I wouldn't have received mine yet um so we were talking in an earlier podcast about how many we believe uh they they pressed and I think well I think what was our high end maybe like 10,000 I think is that what the number we came at is like would be a big number
0: I can't remember if I said five or ten, but I know I was higher than everybody else.
1: Yeah, so I received mine. I ordered a couple. Um, I like to make sure I have at least one unopened, uh, and mine are in the twelve thousands. Um, and I know that one of our uh, one of our uh, members on ants, uh, Ch- uh, Chad Dizzy, is that did I say that right, Joe? Chad Dizzy, Chad Dizzy, uh, kind of. Chad Dizzy, Chad Dizzy, Chad Dizzy. Okay like uh Gary uh, Labate from from Baba Bui there. Uh he collected there was a th- the the thread about the album people were posting what um the back of the jacket, the number it said because they're all individually numbered. And it seems like the record stores, the physical, the brick and mortars got the early I mean, it was all—they were all printed at the same time, but the earlier numbers went out to the stores first, and the people who ordered online, it appears, um, kind of got the back end of that. So I got mine, and mine's in the high twelve thousands. Um, but we had somebody—the lowest one so far—who's checked in was a what
0: was it? What number was that, Jake? That was thirty-six, just like the song.
1: Zero 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 thirty-six. Correct. We tripped it. But what's funny is that were people with um were people with Four digit numbers that they have a leading zero as well, like zero one, two, three, four
0: well, there's one four digit number that's listed just with four numbers um however, all the other four digit numbers are zero, zero, and then oh uh, wait no those are three digit numbers there we go yes, there's a zero in front of the four digit numbers
1: well there there is yes, so that could loosely mean they could theoretically print up to a hundred thousand copies. Of that,
0: in
2: theory, they could. What would you think? In theory, in theory, they could start using alphanumerics, and they could have even more.
1: They could do do hexadecimal.
2: There you go. Exactly hexadecimal. So, so
1: what do you think they ended up printing? Fifteen k, twenty.
2: I'm going with fifteen. um If they were, if they did their sizing right, because it sounds like they're at about you know thirteen thousand is what we're seeing, so. they did good market research. Yeah, hopefully, they did fifteen. and They didn't over overstock.
0: It's yeah. I would I would guess fifteen. That sounds about right. I um, I, you know, I, it seems weird that you would say they did fourteen thousand. You know, it just seems like it would it would end at either a ten or a fifteen. It doesn't seem like it would be a number in between. But hmm. it's
1: it's. I think it's good. I mean, we're seeing the allotments growing with each release. Like what, what
0: the latest live tracks had a larger release than the than the previous ones, right? Yeah, I think so, but also that's a little bit different because really it's it's essentially a live tracks of a an album. So I I think that you're talking about live tracks thirty, the one that went along with this, right? You're not you don't mean twenty nine. I thought I meant four, the vinyl print. Oh, you're talking about the vinyl print. Yes, the vinyl prints have increased also. The first two vinyl prints um apparently had runs of five hundred in the record stores. So Live tracks four had a much larger run.
2: Hmm. Interesting. I wonder I wonder what the numbers Amazon has.
0: Well, if you read the thread, which I'm sure all of the people listening to this right now are trying to find the thread, you'll see that some people have listed where they purchased it from and what the number was. And I did see somebody with a number in the nine thousands from Amazon.
2: Okay. Hmm.
0: So so
1: just to give you an idea. So the stuff coming straight from music today is, is the very tail end of things, it looks like.
0: Uh, it, uh, apparently, that's where you got yours from, correct? Right, right. So yeah, the last post, according to our podcast, was someone uh, purchasing from Amazon for, and their number was in the 9500s. 9, 9, Are they all sold out of that volume four now as well? Um, I am not authorized
2: to reveal that information. It means he doesn't know. Yeah, right. Think that went to the bank. (laughs) Well, okay, so we've
1: got some um, discussions going on in the board because that's why they're called discussion boards, right? Um, Jake, you noted one um, about the Cry Freedom Haiti release that had some interesting information in there.
0: Yeah, I thought that you know we could at least discuss this because we kind of had a hand in it. Um, If you recall back um, during the earthquakes in Haiti, um, the band did a release, a little five track release with um with with five songs obviously on it and the money went to haiti relief i believe it's still available too you can still purchase it and um if just five quick little songs and there was a thread talking about that that cry freedom um for it and since um we ants marching got a little uh, mention for the release because we sort of helped them out a little bit with that release you might remember that or maybe you don't this is the first time you heard it but you know, just go with it. But that was one of the songs. If you'll recall, I thought we could at least mention that. uh You know, of the songs, I th- I'm pretty sure that was the first song that officially made the mix. So I'm glad people like that one. I actually like that version a lot, and I actually saw it live. And it's a really, really, really good version. If you're really in the mood for something, just kind of chill. It's only like five bucks. It's just five quick little songs. It's um Cry Freedom. There's a great butterfly on there. Mm-hmm. Dave solo. Um, there's Hands of God, there's a Out of My Hands, and Dive In, which is another song that's sort of fallen off the face of the earth that I'm just kind of surprised hasn't come back, at least in Dave's solo performance. I think
1: one of the SPAC shows that tour got the first Dive In ever.
0: I want to say you're correct. Because I want to say I was there. Yeah, that's the only song from, um... Big Whiskey that I have not heard live which is also a big thing yes. that there's there's a big thread on that just something we didn't plan on talking about that we're now going to talk about just like Joe predicted um, there's always this thing of song chasing of trying to finish the album and that's one of the songs I haven't heard from Big Whiskey it's the only song I haven't heard from Big Whiskey is Dive In yeah so that was not- the
1: first uh, June 13th 2009 a little over uh, five years ago
0: if you actually go to antsmarching.org slash tour or any, actually any place on the boards, up in the top right corner, if you click on My Tour Stats, you'll see on the right-hand side um, song stats and show stats. And if you go to song stats and click on that, it'll actually show you all the songs that have been played per album. And you basically, you have to know what the album was to know what you're missing because we don't actually don't list – what's missing so you just have to go with it but if you do that you can kind of figure out what albums you've seen completely right and,
1: and there were that that night two Spac show from 2009 there were over 2000 ants at the show which represents over 10 percent of the entire venue attendance which is pretty impressive it's awesome wow. that's a lot yeah they had jimmy thing there and you can guess how i voted that by the way that was a that was jimmy midsat
2: Hi, I assume.
1: Uh, yeah, that was uh, first. Uh, Our Graves at tour. Second, shake me. First, typical. That must have been an early. That was the uh, oh, that was the tenth show of the of the first leg of that tour. So um, tour debuts for like Our Graves at the Stone. Dive in. Typical Jane, and we got a water wine gem tease. Listen to this encore: forty teas, Halloween teas, Granny into a water wine tease all along the
0: watchtower into Halloween. Into Joe running out to catch Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) That's the show. Yeah, that is it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is the show. Uh, We should put that in the notes on Ants, I think. (laughs) The Joe (laughs) Dash.
0: So, um, Matt, you actually haven't heard much of Away from the World. But I'm going to assume that you have heard pretty much all the other albums that a safe assumption yeah um because uh, it's pointless to even talk to joe about this because he's actually heard everything possible
1: yeah uh, i've i've heard let's see yeah i i think that's safe to see i have not obviously i have not seen let you down oh okay yeah uh and i have not jesus i haven't seen 34 i thought i've seen 34 but i guess not maybe it would a t show up here
0: on the stat
3: page
1: yeah.
0: Now, teases wouldn't show up; only full songs.
1: I've seen a thirty-four tease then, because I know I've gotten it. Um, but let's see, away from the world, I've only got six songs: they got Mercy, the Riff, uh, Belly, Belly, Nice, Gaucho, If Only, and Sweet. So I haven't heard like like Drunken Soldier, um, which is what, awesome what, live. What was it? Just on what just came out that I listened to from? Where oh, the uh, Warehouse Disc. Yes, that's what I listened to it on. It's awesome. Um, and I think lyrically, it's it's a bit forced. Uh, the the core don't. I just think it's the the lyrics don't match the build up of the song. I don't think. I think they try too hard. But that being said, um, I didn't know how it would translate live because it's really a really well produced song. And I, I said this when the album came out on the review and in any conversation I'd have about it. The end of that is so freaking cool. It's just, it's it's. It's Beatles, it's Pink Floyd, it's it's got everything to it, It, and it's a ballsy way to end an album because, um, you know they're not even making the only they're not they're making a statement by not making a statement. They're just sitting there and they're almost putting their feet up and their hands behind their head, and they we're just gonna. We're just going to chill out for the rest of this album and just outro this really laid-back, groovy kind of jam. Um, And I loved it. And they did it live. i I never listened to it live, not on a recording. So when I heard it from that disc, I was really impressed. And I think I probably texted you guys way late in the night because you guys are three hours ahead of me with how great it was um, as I was listening to it, enjoying a Cuban cigar and a beer out on my back porch. So that was a really cool experience. So you're right. It's awesome live.
0: It, it is it is amazing. One of my favorite songs live, and, and wait till you hear it, because I'm sure they'll play it eventually this year, and it is just everything it's, it seems like on that Warehouse Disc mix. It is just great.
2: Still haven't received it.
0: <laughs> Still haven't received it. I got two.
1: Yeah, um, Mark from the uh, the N Plus chat just said he needs broken things, and he needs to let you down. I have not gotten broken things either, and I think it's a Great song. Great song.
0: I, I'm going to assume, Joe, that yeah, Broken Things is fantastic. Joe, am I safe to assume that you do not have a Let You Down? And that's probably the only song from any album you have not heard?
2: Have I heard Did they play that at Alpine one time? No. Okay. Um, I have not heard it, according to my show stats.
0: I actually heard it. Dave and Tim, 1997 in Providence, Rhode Island. So I actually have wow. a Let You Down. So I have Crash completed, and, um, and I still don't like the song. I actually think the song's terrible, but that's beside the point, because at least I've heard it. So How many tracks okay. are, I, uh, before these are, are under the table?
2: Is that coffin's, For people listening, Coffin's streaming right now from the stage.
3: Oh, oh very cool. Um, well, tra- we don't – the way
2: we list
0: for well, the, the way we list it, because ah. ants marching and satellite won't show up. You're right because they're You're actually right. going to show up for um for remember two You're things. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I was so basically, say you can just sure.
0: double those over. Yeah, because it's just too much yeah. of a hassle to make it listed for both.
1: You know, just scroll and of course dreams of our fathers, but nobody's heard that. Right. Um, I have gotten seven fool the Thinks.
0: Oh God, seven. I've got four, and that's bad enough.
1: So um, just scrolling through here and seeing just some of the song titles come to mind. I've got only one busted stuff, and I'm glad because I think it's. I think that's a cool song too. Um, I remember back in when the Lily White sessions were still in effect and not out yet, and uh, it, I was at Spac and we were waiting in line by the turnstiles, and they were playing. So, at some concerts that I went to that that year, they were showing. They were playing like clips from the. Like the the album
0: sessions, that uh, was a uh, two thousand the two thousand tour. Yeah, Not to interject, yeah. but yeah, because actually, to interject again, now I'm really interjecting. They actually played Captain at a couple shows before Captain was played live, so some fans got to hear the busted up version. I'm sorry, the um, Lily White session version of Captain at shows. What? Yeah, they played it in Tampa for sure. I was at Tampa and I knew the song because I'd heard when it was crazy. I heard it live in, in that same show in 1997. You heard 10. Lily White version, Captain. In outside of Tampa because that was the what, year. What year? 2000. No. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. I don't they think did so. a they did a um, Music Today or whatever it was called. It was, I think it was Music Today back then. They had this volunteer thing where you can go around on tour with the band. And they were kind of doing a promotion still at the time for what they thought was going to be the next album, which was going to be. You're saying which, they played it at a, at a concert. They played it outside the concert, a clip of it. They okay. had like a little booth set up and they played a little clip of yes, it outside the studio. that's true. I you meant at a concert. No, 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 yes, no, no, Yes, that's true because
1: no. I heard that as well. I, but I heard B- Busted Stuff was one of those songs that I heard as well. Yes. Not the whole song. No, not the whole song, just a clip of it. And uh, Mark also said he's got one mofo. I've never heard mofo either.
0: What's MoFo?
1: Mother, Father.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. No, I've never heard that. I yeah. side, side
1: note, going through these songs, I just want to profess my love for Raven. I freaking love <laughs> the Dirty Bird. It's such a great song. I love that song. And, and if, if, one of the, if you... Go, one go of the ahead. Only, I'm sorry, I'll go. One of the only songs that I think is better on Busted Stuff than it was on the Lily White Sessions. I thought it was a slow-dragging mess. Um, just like Kick At Jam. Kick At Jam was god-awful on... Uh, on Lily White Sessions, and they snapped it up, and they didn't try to ram lyrics in there. I mean, they wanted to, but they eventually cut them out last stage. Um, but Raven, I thought, just, it's awesome. I love it.
0: I, I actually like both of them pretty equally. So, and I'm, I'm glad I heard one of the original version and one of the Busted Stuff version. I think I've heard two of the Busted Stuff versions. No, I, other way. I've actually heard two of the 2000 versions and one since then. So that's kind of weird. You've got me so confused. I'm just going to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) I heard the original version twice in 2000, but I've only heard one Raven live since then. Since busted stuff came out, and that was actually in Charlottesville in in 2009. Yeah, all of well, let's
1: see. No, I I got one in 2000, and I got two in 2002, and then since then it was the new version in 06, 09, 09, and 12. No,
0: 2002 would be the new version. It would, huh? Yep, you'd have to hear the you'd have to hear it in 2000. When did Bust's stuff? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm always right.
1: Well, that's way not true, but okay. That 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 show I saw it in 2002, the first one was the uh V41.
0: Oh, yes.
1: I was there in the 6th row. I was so lucky.
0: That's a great show.
1: Very cool. Great show. Joe, it's you're still there? Are you alright? Joe, Joe's up and he's gone.
2: he's gone. I'm here. He's gone. I'm here. I'm letting you guys have a little time for yourselves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you Do you have any any random notes about songs, Joe, that you would like to 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 give a call out to?
0: Mm. I want to I, I know how many songs, Joe, you've heard once.
2: <laughs> yes, actually, right. Um, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like all out of those random things. No, I, mean, I, I mean
0: like I mean like albums.
2: Okay, album songs I heard once. None from remember two things. None from Under the Table Dreaming. None from Crash. None from For These Crowded Streets. Angel I heard once from Everyday.
1: And I heard it twice. You've been to eight
0: times as many shows as I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard Everybody Wake Up once.
0: Oh, I don't have that either. Yeah, I don't have that one. I got cut from uh, Bethel in 2012. I don't have that. I don't care. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, I don't have it. Uh,
1: I will, a little guilty pleasure. Like, the song <laughs> is probably pretty bad. The, on the album, the very end of it, um, oh, yeah. when they Dave starts jamming on the um, electric, and then Stefan's yep. bass sits and then just comes in, like, halfway through the second part of it, I think that is really good production. Um, and it definitely yep. gets me moving. I love that part. Yeah, I wait and, and, for
0: that part. And everybody, wake up! Is actually kind of a reworking of "Build, build You a house. house." Yes, it is. The forgotten song from uh, that's the, Lula the uh, that's
1: the chorus is the "Build yeah. You a House" part. Yes, Indeedly do. And that that's the uh, anti George Bush song, but apply it to any politician you like, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see. We got. You know what? I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, we have some questions on our Twitter feed. Uh, Boris Fowler had a question. Uh, he he tells us that that two full emphasis on the full sets are being advertised for the Gorge. Um, so so he asked, you know, what do you what do you think that'll look like? You know, fifteen songs acoustic, eighteen electric. And so I went and looked at it and went into the main site, DaveMatthewsBand.com. and sure enough, it they specifically say two full sets. What is this about? Is this just a case of you know miswording?
2: I I'm I am very intrigued. Um I'm very intrigued. I, I would think not. I would think they would give it more attention if they did. Now so what people might know, know is the Gorge is caravan shows this year, so it's not like the other shows. It's different. Um they're supposed to be announcing a bunch of acts, which they still haven't done, and how far away are we, are we from the shows? Pretty much Brandy's the only one that's been announced at this point, but they two months. Yeah, they keep saying more acts to be announced soon for these caravans. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are hoping for TR3 to be playing. Um, Maybe some other bands. um, But maybe what they're going to do is just do two full sets. So I don't know. I mean, it's I wouldn't dismiss it. I think it's a real possibility, but I thought they would give it a little bit more attention if that's really the fact.
1: Do you know what that means? That means four and a half hours or more.
2: Yeah,
0: they're not going to do that probably.
1: three nights in a row.
0: Three nights in a but row. But yeah. you think they're going to do? They have to do repeats. And there's no freaking way they're going to play 90 songs in three days.
2: That would if if they better advertise that if if they can if they can do that that'd be insane. It'd be awesome. It'd be really awesome. And what they, they would probably do is just play longer versions of songs. Just to, if they weren't gonna, if they're were going to not try they're going to they gonna try to not do repeats. They would just play longer versions of songs. Fewer songs per set would be my guess.
0: I would think so, but I mean, if they play ninety songs, I mean, that would be amazing. For one, you'd probably finally get let you down, which then Joe could retire because that's it. Will the band
1: ever go end to end on an album at a show?
0: No, I don't. I I don't think so. I really, they should. You know, there was there used to be a thing in I want to say it was in North Carolina. I think it was a radio station or something, and they would have bands come in and play an album all the way through. Yep. And in fact, Ben Folds 5 did it, and they did it for Reinhold Menzner. And they actually had Ben's dad come out and do the phone call. Oh, like
1: the voicemail message? I love
0: yeah. that track. Yeah. Good morning, so, Mr. Is, ben. <laughs> which is just awesome. Yep. But
2: The only so, way you'll get DMB to do it is a brand new album, and they decide to do an album release party. And they decide we're just gonna the marketing gimmick of it is gonna be we're gonna play the album from start to finish live, you know the new album start to finish live. that's the only way that it's gonna happen it's not gonna be a true show
0: and don't forget that DMB's never actually played an album all the way through or even played an entire album ever until last year or actually two years ago they played all of Away from the World and they didn't even know it <laughs> in two it in was,
2: two in two nights.
0: No, in one night they did it in at uh, Hollywood Bowl, or what? A it was the album release party. They actually played the entire album. I think and they then, knew it. Well, afterwards, according to the tweets from from Boyd and Stefan, they acted like they had no freaking clue they did it. Huh? They were like, "Oh, really? We did that? That's cool." So, yeah, that was that was the uh, the. I'm almost positive it was the album release party in uh, wherever it was, Hollywood Bowl. Away from the world release party, nine twelve twenty twelve and they played every song interesting gaucho sweet mercy riff so our own b rad
1: brad kasachi uh tweeted us uh and i'm gonna go first on this answer because i've had a chance to see it and pull up my information so i'll give jake and joe a chance to do it on their side what's uh what is your favorite show you've ever seen uh, I went to my tour stats and looked at what I rated my show flows and, and looked for the, the big numbers because that pretty much indicates um, really good shows. And I came up with three of them that were like 88% or above. Um, but the highest one, I, I got a 90% on. And it's um, it was the Friday, the night one of um, 2004, July 2nd at SPAC. So it just so happens that all of them are SPAC. And that's you know, I, when I rate these, song, these shows, it's pretty uh, venue agnostic. So, this set was awesome. It was Pig, The Stone, Don't Drink into Sugar, Will, Help Myself, Recently, <laughs> Jane, Hello Again, Improv, Rhyme and Reason, Into Good Good Time, Gray Street, Crazy Easy, What Would You Say, Cry Freedom, Joyride. The one stinker from keeping this a perfect show for me is When the World Ends, Into Ants <sighs> Marching, and then an encore of Best of What's Around, Into Billy's. It's a pretty killer show.
2: Pretty nice. Yeah. That's pretty
1: nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, Let's see. That show and a couple of... Oh, and then um, Night 2 2008 was a really special night too. Uh, Don't Drink, One Sweet, Gray Street, The Dreaming Tree, 41, Rhyme and Reason, Shotgun. That was the first time it had been played that tour, and I think that was the only time it was played that tour. Um, Ants Marching, and then again, the only time they played A Dream So Real, and then a full 40, the first one since 2000. Uh, Cornbread, Money, Money, That's What I Want, E. He, Graves, The One Stinker for Me Again, Jimmy, uh, So Much, Bridge, Too Much, Encore of Lion, Graves, Graves, uh, So Damn Lucky, and, well, Thank You, that wasn't positively rated, but it wasn't negative either, but I think that's a pretty killer set list, too.
0: That's a pretty damn good show.
1: Yeah, and Ehe was one of the lower rated, so- the lowest rated song, which... To your point that, earlier, that's crazy. This,
0: what? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't um, Sticking with the theme, I guess. Um, you know, I, I really, really, really liked Night One from West Palm Beach in 2010. So that's 7:30, 2010, um, which opened with. Um, I think that's the one that opened with Bess. No, opened with Minarets. Yes. Best of what's around. If, you know what? If you have best of what's around in a show, that's a good show. And this is before everybody hated all of the uh, the big whiskey songs too. So I was I'm still okay with Shake Me mid set, and that was a great 41 with Warren and, and Les on there and Early Blackjack. Little, yep, Early Blackjack before it completely fell apart and Little Red Bird. That little good good time teased and ended up being into, into a nice little jam. I really, really like that show. I mean, that show's highly, highly rated. It's like ninety-five percent for me. And just because I can, because I'm old, and that makes people drink when I reference my age, um, I'll go back into the '90s, and um, I will go with the first show I took my lovely wife to, which was seven thirty-one ninety-eight in Hartford, in the pucatorium out on the lawn which is a wonderful show, ending with a typical situation, which you know I love, and Tripping Billies. That was a nice little show, Last Stop in There, Um, early PMP a Rapunzel, Say Goodbye, Open with Don't Drink. That's a quality show right there. And just to go back a little further, because I'm old – I will go back to the first show. The first um, show I saw at a big venue, which was actually eight thirty-one ninety-six, and that was at the old Nissan Pavilion in Bristow, Virginia, which opened with Seek Up. And if you open with Seek Up, you know you got a great show. That's true. Uh, and the encore was actually ended with All Along the Watchtower, and the song before that was the absolute dead last time they ever played Don't Burn the Pig in the original format that was. That's pretty cool. Yes. I like the that. only downer for me, actually, because back then I didn't like the song, was too much. Now I like the song very much. It's a plus for me. But back then, it was my P-Break song. So that was a minus for me. Other than that, the whole thing's up except for some couple zeros in there. Answer zero. All right, yes. Joe. You're up.
2: Of the 3,000 shows you've seen, Joe. <laughs> we gave you the my... most time to parse them. No, I, I knew from the start. I knew my very my favorite show was um, JPJ, Charlottesville, Virginia, 2006, when I, we first got together for the very first time. Aww. Aww.
0: Night one or night two? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, outside of that, probably Central Park.
1: If you talk about night one, though,
2: song-wise, that's piss poor because I rated it a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it for the sentimental piece of it. Um, you know, I'm a, I don't really base it based on the set. You know, I I mean I just base it on the experience and um, you know I mean Beacon Theater was awesome, Central Park was awesome. Um, oh, Excuse, I don't even know. A um, couple ballparks. Hello. Yep, ballparks are awesome.
1: Hello. Yeah, we're there, Jake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. Hello. you don't talk to
2: Jake for a while, he, gets a little, he feels a little left out. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I'm hello. here, people. Talk to me.
1: Oops. All right. Let's see what else. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> so- somebody Somebody tweeted us. People
2: uh, are just mute, Jake. He's going to say hello
1: all the Somebody tweeted us about 10 minutes ago. Did people dislike Raven in 2000? I thought I heard it somewhere. Sounds like someone was tweeting questions as they were
0: listening live. Well, you know it's funny you say that because I remember in two thousand when they played, I saw Raven in Tampa and I saw it in Orlando, and the reaction was sort of like, "eh." People were sitting down for it, and I was kind of like, this "Song's really good. It's really stand up. Go ahead, stand up." But people were just kind of sitting down because they didn't know it at the time, and and they were really. Lily White Session Heavy that entire tour, obviously. And, you know, if you were in a place that was more casual like Orlando and Tampa at, were at the time, those were indoor concerts also. People just sort of kicked back and relaxed during it. So I would say that the reaction was, was kind of mm, no big deal back in 2000. I think that's fair. I think the song, from what I recall, that went over the best back then, actually, I remember Grace is Gone getting a very good reaction. I remember that yes. going over pretty well, and Grace Street also. But oh, th- Gr- Those are the yeah. two that stand out in my mind that really, uh, and JTR also. So three. I, I distinctly recall. I remember even thinking while they were playing, Grace is gone. Oh wow, this is going over better than I thought. Yeah, I. Uh, I think Grace Street probably was the biggest song
1: off of that album that was never that never was. JTR is big too, but they don't nearly play that as much.
0: Yeah, I just. Uh, I'm looking at, trying to figure out which one it was. So, Grace Street was played in Orlando. Um, that was not, Grace is Gone was not. Grace is Gone was played in Tampa. So that Tampa crowd was weird. Oh, wait, no, that's West Palm Beach. Yeah, it was played in Tampa. So, yeah, the Tampa crowd was very strange. They were really, that's, that, that was the, um, in the encore, they sold these glow-in-the-dark kind of stuff um, Cups, beer cups, and people were just chucking them toward the what would now be the pit. It was just a freaking nightmare, just ducking left and right, people mm, throwing glow yeah. cups. I was like, the hell are we, Philly? God.
1: Little side note, a little bit of good news. Shake me like a monkey showed up midway through the <laughs> electric set, so it will not close. Good news for oh, those at the DTE. Very good. Very good. Yep. Yep. So but uh, yeah, so right opening the set and uh, the stone showing up, which is pretty cool. I always like the stone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that about wraps up what we wanted to talk about uh, DMB-wise. Quick note before we go. Uh, I'm sure you all, well, by the time you're listening to this, we'll know the result of the United States and Germany. But for those listening live, uh, hope you hope you blocked it out. Hope you called in sick. Hope you got some kind of note from your doctor for tomorrow morning You go go out, whether you're couch or a local pub in Rudon, Rudon it's the national afternoon team. afternoon for some of us. And no- well, noon <laughs> is... Technically starts at noon, so it's, I suppose it is technically afternoon, but the pregame shows before. How about that?
2: <laughs> Don't want <miss> <laughs> to miss that.
1: Don't want to miss that. Don't want to miss Jake's friend, Alexi Lalas. Oh,
2: God.
0: <laughs> How and, about, can we talk about Landon Donovan real quick? Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. It, yeah, you go know, ahead. what the hell? I mean, talk about the most. Petrified-looking person in the face of the Earth.
1: Yeah, there is now, a guy offset with a gun pointed at him. I'm convinced.
0: It, 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 I mean, I swear he must be being held hostage or something. It's just.
1: See a Dave Matthews Band fan.
2: You're saying there's Drop someone down. that isn't a, that isn't a fan. No, is Landon a fan? Again, you they're saying that there's someone out there that is not a fan.
1: Oh, you've got high opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just wondering if Word might get back to him that we're blasting him here, you know. Think I have to come on and defend himself. I didn't
2: I didn't watch the uh halftime thing, but uh, I saw everyone blow up on social media about it. So, I don't think he needs to listen to our podcast to find out about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I've seen him a few times now and it's just it's statue every time. Yeah, it's, it's 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 not good. No. No. Also, another uh soccer news, uh my Seattle Sounders yeah, we'll talk, my Seattle Sounders won in uh, penalty kicks last night against San Jose in the Open Cup. Um it's really cool they have not that this is DMB related but just just there's a side note I'm surprised my voice is here. Uh the Sounders train on a, at a place called Starfire Sports Complex and uh when the Open Cup which is a domestic tournament with all the different levels so it goes all the way down to like club level and they have a chance to play against it's like the FA Cup in, in English football. Um they played the early round matches at Starfire that seats 4,000 people. So, and you're right on top of the field. So it's really cool. So we ended up winning in uh, penalty kicks, which is really exciting after extra time. And our goalie, Marcus Hanneman, who used to play for the men's national team, he's um, a little younger than Jake. He's 42, uh, but still kick-ass. At the very end, after he saved a, saved a, uh, a penalty kick and we won, he went over to the beer garden. Which was right next to the goal. <laughs> How about that? Tore his jersey off, traded it for a pint of beer, and then sat there and chugged the beer with his goalie gloves still on. So uh, our goalie's cooler than your goalie for sure. So we're moving on to face the Portland scumb- um, Timbers in uh, in Seattle in a couple weeks, which will be fun.
2: Nice little catch there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of those forty and lesbians. I mean, slips. <laughs> 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 But, yeah, so um,
1: if you guys had anything else? No.
3: Hey, I'm, looking,
2: I'm, I'm looking forward to these next set of shows. I mean, um, in particular, a um, couple of new venues, uh, newer venues. I mean, um, Summerfest in Milwaukee at Marcus uh, Amphitheater. I mean, they played the old version of that, or maybe it was this version many years ago when they used to play Summerfest before they were bigger, um, playing there instead of Alpine. And then also instead of Alpine, Northerly Island, Island um that is on 4th of july um and for those that don't know it's a concert venue built on a little outskirt that goes into lake michigan and behind the stage is the downtown chicago skyline and i would expect to see um 4th of july fireworks also so it should be a pretty interesting show is the
1: get shot tour for free or do you
2: have to pay for that given that it's in chicago um, that was the caravan that that's not oh. where this, where this one's located. Unfortunately, you might have to pay to get shot. If only they had tight gun control laws in Chicago, this could all be avoided. Oh, okay. it, mm. Is, is this basically
0: an Alpine crowd though? I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, Alpine to Chicago is not that far. So it's really not that much of a difference besides the fact that yeah. it's not Alpine. If only
1: Alpine were just a better venue, they, they'd have their own shows.
0: Oh, wow. That's just, that's
1: just a ball break on you. On you for Alpine Alpine. I'm just kidding. That's that's just back stirring the pot. You know me. I'm habitual what what is it? Habitual line stepper. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, we wish you luck at the next hundred shows. Will you be guesting on yeah. any songs?
2: Um I can't I got a pull a Jake line here. I, I cannot say. I cannot comment on that. Do you
1: have any comments on the Gort shows coming up and what kind of um vehicles might be arriving?
2: I cannot comment about the RV that is going to be there. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're a principled man. Well, I hope I get to join. If you guys do a podcast, I'm going to be at the next set of shows. I don't know if I'll get a chance to join. So if you guys do it without me, have fun, and I will talk to you guys when I'm back.
1: Can't you call in? Can't you stream something live or anything like that?
2: No, no. Maybe maybe if you call me. That's what I'm thinking. What do you think, Joey?
0: Yeah, we can do that. For Joe M., we can do that.
1: Joe's guesting on I Need a Word. He's the puppet. Dave's hands up his ass.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, good night, everyone.
3: <laughs> all right. Good guys. night.
1: Thanks for joining us. Catch us on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and of course AntsMarching.org. Thanks again for another episode. 39 in the books. Jake and Joe have a good night. Ants Plusers, thanks for hopping on. We'll see you all soon. Good night.
0: Thanks for listening to the Antsmarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.